0: Hi, I'm Mallory, host of From the Farm podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Guests with me today, I have Aaron and Jeff. So these are two alum of the Feed the World program, which is an Ohio County-led and owned project. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Aaron, do you want to go ahead and start by introducing yourself?
1: Yeah, I can do that. So my name is Aaron Molden, and I am the biotechnology career tech program teacher at Kettering Fairmont High School in Kettering, Ohio. And my background real quick, I actually come from a medical bioscience, biotech background. And so um, part of the reason why I got involved with Feed the World about four years ago is I had a lack of agricultural education. (laughs) And I'm teaching biotech, and I know that biotech isn't just medical and health. It also relates to all the problems and um, solutions that we can come up for in the world of ag. And I wanted to be more well-rounded in my own education. and so. Um, I can't remember who suggested it to me, uh, but I got the suggestion to look into this, and I've been participating ever since. It's been really fun. Jeff,
0: go
2: ahead. I'm Jeff Jospel, and I have taught biology and other life sciences and environmental science and anatomy at Fort Jennings High School in Putnam County for 32 years. And I also have junior high because we're a very small school and um, I got involved with Feed the World over five years ago and I believe it was through an email from someone I saw that there was a workshop and I'm kind of a farmer at heart I guess you could say and I thought well this looks really interesting and uh, I thought I'd give it a try and uh, here we are. (laughs)
0: Awesome, well thank you. Uh, So For those of us listening today, what is the Feed the World program? I know I just kind of jumped in and said Feed the World. Um, So what did it look like for you as educators going through the workshop? Um, And kind of what was some of the stuff that you guys talked about? And we can just start with Erin again.
1: Uh, So kind of getting ready for this, I went back and was looking up how did I get involved and when did that happen? Um, And the one thing that I remember was a December workshop on um, bioethanol. It was a one-day workshop where educators got to come to um, Global Impact STEM Academy in Springfield and learn the process and actually uh, participate in hands-on learning to make our own biofuel from corn. And that was just really cool because I had heard people doing that before. um, At the school that I was at at the time, we had some different programs that um, I think somebody had done a senior project and something similar. And I was like, I have no idea how that works. And so when the workshop came up, it was really exciting to be able to participate as a student in that workshop. And so for me, again, it was just really an opportunity to expand what I know in the world of biotech. Um, I knew nothing about egg. I have a garden and that's about as much as I've got. Um, and so just being able to participate with other educators and collaborate with them in the learning process It was fun for me because I learned more. And then it also showed me what I could do with my students lab. like, hey, we can set up this similar kind of collaboration where the students jump in and they're really hands on and learning the process. The same thing
2: for me that first Feed the World workshop, I remember distinctly the idea of being able to make ethanol and how you could easily do that in your own class. And I was coming more from, not biology at that point, but I was seeing it connected to my environmental science class and actually my junior uh, high, eighth graders. Um, We also talk about all different kinds of alternative fuels and biofuel being one of them. And then eventually there was a a grant offered to um, apply and, and possibly get some um distilling equipment to to make your own ethanol and i was lucky enough to receive one of those and from there it has taken off and now many of the different subject areas that are dealt with by feed the world are included in either biology for me that eighth grade class my environmental science class it just sort of spread once i realized how many different topics i could incorporate
0: yeah, that's awesome. I think it's so cool to see how everyone takes away something different and I know there's tons of alum from People the World in all different subject areas and so it's good to see how that's kind of pulled away um, for the both of you. So we kind of talked about a little bit of your experience. How do you share that experience in your classroom? So kind of flip the script, what side do your students see um, more specifically and how do you share the core education piece with them?
2: I can start this time. Um, I was looking through some of the different lessons on the website just a little while ago to refresh my mind of how many I actually use. And as far as um, water quality, water quality gets used by me, again, in environmental science, especially. Um, I also coach an environmental group, the Envirothon, and I use those different activities all the time checking out um, our local rivers or creeks for the macroinvertebrates, doing the chemical tests on water the same exact thing goes for soil when i'm talking about soil and environmental science i use the texture lab i do that with my envirothon group too those are all things we have to know for competition um, those resources are so handy they are right there at your fingertips um, the ethanol production, the biomass to sugars. I do that in biology when I'm talking cellular respiration. Um, that is a great lesson to give them a little hands-on experience and a little a little bit of a way for them to kind of come up with their own ideas about how this might work or what won't work or what will work or whatever it might be um, as they try to go through the fermentation process. So pretty much every category eventually fits in somewhere into my daily curriculum.
1: That's fun. I want to take Jeff's class. I think (laughs) a bunch of classes, so I'm just going to come up there and sign up for all of them. Anytime you want to. (laughs) That sounds fun. Um, I would say for me in my curriculum, so I specifically teach biotechnology. It's a career tech program. Um, I have juniors. In, and senior, so I have two separate labs, a junior class and a senior class. And what's fun about those is that it's extended time. And so we get to work through some labs that if you're in just a one period class that you might have to kind of like, oh, we gotta hurry up and get this done, or I gotta figure out how to break this up into multiple days, which still works. Um, in my setting, we get to kind of go from start to finish in those labs in one day. And it lets my students really kind of just, we dive into problem solving. Um, kind I was looking through the biotech curriculum on the Feed the Web or Feed the World page. and um, one of the big things that we get into is um, genetic modification, genetic engineering, looking at um, how, how does that happen? How do those things work? Um, I know that uh, some of the supplies that I've gotten from Feed the World include um, a bacterial transformation kit as well as a green fluorescent protein isolation kit. And those have always been very popular with my students. So it's fun. I'll like talk about it um, and say, hey, by the end of the semester, we're going to be making our own genetically engineered uh, bacterial cell. And they're like, what? Like, no, like, that's not possible. And, you know, we spend the semester kind of working on techniques that work up to this lab. And so we'll do, we'll work on some microbiology techniques and we'll learn about DNA. And there's curriculum on Feed the World that's really good for, talking about how proteins are coded from DNA. So we talk about those things, that central dogma of biology. And then when we get to the end of the semester, we get to combine, combine all of the skills that we've been learning and they get to see how successful they are at this experiment. And it's fun because the same experiment, and I have, I'm looking in my room right now, I have six tables, so I have six lab groups and each group ends up with different results. And so it really like, <laughs> promotes the conversation of, hey, look, we might do the same thing, but because of, you know, random variability and different things that are happening, we get different results. And so we need to examine those and think about what went wrong, what went right. And it's just really fun for those students to jump into that problem-solving mode. I do now have a freshman and sophomore class that I teach that's kind of an introduction class, and I do also do the bacterial transformation with them. And again, you know, as a freshman in high school, that was never something that I was exposed to. I most I didn't learn until I was in graduate school doing that kind of work. And so it's kind of fun for them to be able to do something that's like super fancy science. Um, and it makes them think like, it's just, it's the cool thing. I don't know. We have fun with it and we, you know, we work hard and they, I've had students not get any results. Uh, I guess that you had asked about success stories. Um, one year we got no results when we did this bacterial transformation lab, and it should work. like it, It's made to work. It's, it's not going to work, you know, the same every time, but it's made to work. And we actually had to take a step back and figure out where in the process we went wrong. So one year it's because I didn't give the students fresh bacteria. They were excited to blame it on me. That was okay. Um, and then another year, there was um, a batch of solution in the kit that actually they had to call my students called the company, I taught them how to do that. Um, and they, they learned that the solution had been recalled. So we got them to send out a new sample. And so the students got to learn some real life applications there of like, if you work in a lab, or if you're working in science, you might have mm-hmm. to communicate with the companies that you're working with as well. I
0: love that, it's applying life skills in the middle of science class. Yeah. Jeff, do you have any um, success stories in specific, or what do students kind of come away with that um, maybe you didn't see before implementing Feed the World curriculum I,
2: I think a lot of it is connections. Um, as far as on my basic biology class, you know, you've got certain things that you have to get covered. You've got a state test at the end of the year and on blah, blah, blah. But after I present, some basic information. It's great to be able to go to these resources, go to a lab situation, lay these things out and say, okay, what can you do with this? Um, I I love that fermentation lab. I've altered it a little bit. Uh, You know, I, I went out and I bought all different kinds of of carbohydrates of, you know, agave and brown sugar and uh, you, you name it, along with corn and corn mash and corn meal and et cetera. And I just line them all up and say, okay, here are different enzymes. Here are different types of carbohydrates. Um, what do you want to do with this? You know how how after we've talked about uh, a little bit of biochem and the idea of fermentation and proteins mm-hmm. and enzymes and so forth, uh, what can you put together that's going to make this work? And um, that's been kind of neat. I actually, for me, a big success story was I used that for one of my teacher evaluations, <laughs> and my evaluator was a former biology teacher and oh that was good. He, he thought that was really a cool way to go about it and I would not have done that if I didn't have the lesson from Feed the World because I hadn't thought of doing it quite that way. So that's a success story for me, the students, and everybody else.
0: That's awesome. I, I didn't mention this in the beginning but I actually grew up on a farm as well and we raise corn and soybeans and I've learned a lot about the checkoff in the last year and where the checkoff dollars go. So one of them is the Feed the World um, you know, program and project. And I think it's cool to see me from my farming lens see students outside of, you know, being raised on a farm, find different pieces that are interesting. You know, I'm a communications major and a lot of this science stuff is way over my head. And I don't think I've ever said like, oh, it sounds so interesting and exciting. Like I kind of want to do your classes too. Um, So I think that's a good thing. And I think that kind of speaks to the success of the program. Um, I have one last question for you, both of you. And it's something I want to know from everyone. Um, So I like to think of the agriculture industry as sort of a big giant table and everyone has a seat or, you know, as part of a big puzzle that they play. So what piece of the puzzle do you think that you fit or what seat at the table do you think you have? Um, What, you know, what is your voice, however big or how small? Um, I feel like you get into that, puzzle. and then whoever wants to start can jump in.
1: I can go. Um, grow, I grew up in Kettering, so it's kind of fun to be back in Kettering, and I will tell you that I would say 100% of my students don't know much about farming. Uh, there's not a lot of farms in good old suburbia of Kettering. Uh, if you come to my house, I have a pretty decent garden. Um, I did not enjoy gardening when I was younger. My dad always did it. Um, And now that I'm older, I understand what he enjoyed about gardening. It's really fun um, to put the work in to develop kind of my space and plants and and see what comes of it. And I think that sharing that with my students that, hey, look, we can grow things too here um, in Kettering and then connecting that with their education so that they're aware of the fact that they know where their food comes from. They know what goes into the different you know, food development, uh, bioethanol. We talked about, hey, you see this at the gas station. Do you even know where that comes from? So I think my role is helping to expose students that might not see agriculture otherwise, other than like driving through Ohio and being like, there's a tractor. Like that's all they see. They don't understand what's actually going on there. Um, And we've talked a lot about environmental impact and how uh, farmers really do care about the environment. And that's something that's important to them. And it's not something that my students understand. And so I think if I can give them a little bit of exposure there, that'll help them to be a better global citizen in the long run.
2: I live and teach in a very rural county in two small towns. I live in Ottawa and I teach in Fort Jennings. And even even though those kids have a connection to farming, they see it everywhere. It's, It's just, you know, we're out in the middle of the fields. They really, are disconnected than that in the fact that it's probably grandpa or maybe great-grandpa that actually is the farmer or was the farmer. So they really don't know a whole lot about agriculture either. And I've kind of made it my mission, I'd say, in the last five plus years to focus on what they're seeing around them every day and not take it for granted because people, you know, and like Kettering or go bigger in Columbus and Cincinnati, Toledo and Cleveland, you know, they're far removed from that farm. And my kids are about in the same position sometimes. They don't realize what's all going on a big piece of that is careers also. I love how Feed the World focuses on those careers. I mean, I have learned so much about careers. I mean, who knows? It feels like you'd be having another career if you wanted because you now know about all these careers if you didn't, you know, have the one that you already do. There's so many connections to agriculture and I try to get that across to them too. And being able to show them like through the pandemic how quick things can change with shortages of this or that or if there's an outbreak of something let's say in California produce you know and instantly it hits everybody even McDonald's you know they don't have tomatoes for their sandwiches and etc so what can we do to stop that can we grow them other places so they're more available can we you know what are the opportunities out there I think that's where my place is at the table connecting the youth to what we're trying to see, do and see in agriculture today.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I just wanna, you know, thank the both of you again for your time today. And it's the beginning of the school year when this is recorded and I'm sure you have a lot of things happening this afternoon, but I do really appreciate your time and your input. And I've learned a lot from the both of you and it's cool to see uh, the field, the role program play out kind of in action. So I wish you'd best, you both the best uh, with your school year. And uh, that, you know, everything goes smoothly as possible with the climate of everything that's happening. Uh, Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it.